You are listening to the Sandoval Bench Podcast. Thanks for joining me on this episode. Uh, I want to first apologize. I know it's been a while since I made an episode. Uh, I think it was a month ago. I think it was before the World Series started. And I, I think I picked the Astros. Um, anyway, yeah, been very busy. Uh, a lot of changes in my life recently. Uh, I started a new job and I had some training in LA uh, for three weeks. So I was kind of going back and forth between uh, there and Oregon. And then I moved uh, to a new house. Um, so I had to move and do all that stuff. Um, and then, yeah, so a lot of stuff has been going on. Uh, a lot of stuff to get into, really, um, this last month. Uh, there's some stuff that I won't talk about and stuff, stuff that I will just to try to keep stuff that happened recently. Um, so we'll get into a lot here. Also, the week of Thanksgiving is this week. Um, recording this on the 26th of November. Uh, so if you're celebrating Thanksgiving this week, have Thanksgiving and uh, enjoy your time with your family or your friends. You know, there's Friendsgivings out there as well. Um, and if you're not celebrating Thanksgiving or you don't celebrate it, that's fine too. Thanksgiving sucks. Uh, but if you are, Thanksgiving's great um, and, and, and enjoy your your time. Uh, so this episode, I want to talk about some shows I've been watching on HBO. Uh, Silicon Valley's last season, uh, the new show, Mrs. Fletcher, the miniseries with Katherine Hahn. Uh, who I love. This is a, a, a strong Catherine Hahn household. And some NBA talk. Uh, the Warriors have had a rash of injuries, and they're just a completely different team. And they think they have, as right now as I'm recording this, they have their worst record in the NBA. Uh, Carmelo Anthony is back in the league. Um, so it's been pretty exciting. Uh, we'll go over some MVP talk in the NBA, uh, some NFL storylines. There's a Colin Kaepernick update. Uh, some baseball stuff to get into. The World Series happened. Uh, that was a while back, but it's pretty big, so I'll go over that. Uh, the NBA has some potential rule changes and some kind of some, actually some major changes that they're they're talking about implementing um, within the next couple seasons. And the Houston Astros uh, cheating allegations that broke news uh, shortly after the World Series and the. Uh, the league is investigating that. Um, that's going to kind of blow up. I, I guess I could start with that. So the Astros, um, as if, if you guys watched the World Series, they lost to the Nationals, which now I'm I'm way more happy that the Nationals won uh, if these allegations on the Astros are true, uh, which I think they are. There's a lot of evidence and a lot of videos coming out um, showing, showing uh, the Houston players out at bats. And then you can hear... Um, their teammates in the dugouts kind of banging on the roof of the dugout, signaling if it's going to be a fastball, a changeup, or a curveball. And then apparently there's uh, there's pictures of, of players wearing these buzzers on their fingers, and they're getting they're getting buzzes uh, from the dugout of like what the what the pitch is going to be. So they're they're just been stealing signals for the last few years, and I mean you have to think that that kind of takes away how great this team has been. And, and all the accolades and stuff that they've won. I think they should. I don't know what kind of punishment that they're going to get or what that they should get. Uh, maybe maybe a postseason ban for a few years or they lose some draft picks or, uh, yeah, something like that. I think whoever's in whoever was in charge of that or kind of started that should definitely be fired and banned from the MLB, I think, for life. They shouldn't be able to work in the MLB at all. Um, I mean, and... I mean, the players knew about this too. So, I mean, what kind of punishment do you give to the players? Should they be banned for a couple of years? 
I mean, some of these guys, they're not even in their prime yet. Some of them are, are in their prime or a little bit past. So, I mean, that, that'd be pretty significant if you banned them for a couple years at least. And there was a report that uh, there was a camera in center field. There was a, there was a room there where it, was only, it, it could only be accessed by uh, team officials. And there was a camera there where they were using uh, to zoom in and kind of steal signs there. There was even documentary during the World Series, the year that they won, was it 2017, uh, where it shows, um, uh, it shows one of the players running up the stairs and after that they, he was just interviewed and then there's a room there that says it's only allowed to be accessed by uh houston astros officials and so and then it's right it's right um behind the center field wall so i think that was like the kind of area where it was where it was happening um so yeah i mean i think the mlb is going to come down really hard on them they had that other issue where um that the assistant gm was yelling in the in the face of the reporters that you know that they were so happy that they signed. I forget who the player was, uh, but he was accused of domestic violence. He was suspended, like eighty games or something. He was like yelling in front of uh, the female reporters, saying that he's so he's so happy that they signed him. So there, I mean, Houston Astros have been having some issues here. The, you know, they were kind of like the the team everyone was rooting for when they were when they got good again and they got all these different players that likable players too. But I mean, after after this, this is just a. This is just a black eye for the league and especially for the Houston Astros. The Houston Astros look so bad right now and they're just so unlikable. And even the players too, they seem like good guys, but now they're just, they're kind of okay with cheating. And this is different than steroids in my opinion. When people were doing steroids, everyone was doing them. It was just to get a competitive advantage. Everyone was trying to do it and it wasn't just like the whole team collectively cheating. It was just a player here and there. And then, you know, you kind of had your suspensions here and there. So that was different. But this is uh, an entire organization plotting and how to how to get this advantage when they already had great players and they're still like, hey, let's do this too. Let's just be completely unstoppable. So now you kind of think back on on certain moments during their, their playoff runs and certain pivotal games where they were able to have an advantage. They were able to get a hit and, and you know, and win. Those players who were obviously past their prime that they signed and obviously benefited from uh, the cheating scandal. Um, so, yeah, MLB is going to come really hard on them because uh, MLB hasn't really looked good in a while. I mean, they have a lot of good young stars and, uh, you know, the game is in a good place, I think. But as a league, they haven't really, they haven't really set a plan for future growth or haven't been able to to get young fans really into the game as much as like let's say ML, N, NBA or the NFL has uh, but good for the Nationals though I'm really happy for uh, Steven Strasburg uh, he's had he's had an interesting career it felt like since you know when he was coming out he was like he was on the cover of Sports Illustrated he was this next phenom this next great pitcher Nationals got him he was 18 years old and it felt like his entire career, we were, we were waiting for that, for this game, for this time when he was he was on the mound and he was in the World Series and, and you know, he had a great game and then he wins. You know, we've been waiting for this his entire career. Now I think he's 31, so I'm glad he, he finally got it. Um, now I think apparently he's he might opt out of his contract and he has some interest in, in San Diego where he played college. Um, so he might... Um, he might sign with San Diego, but I guess we'll see. Uh, and then I was also happy for Max Scherzer. You know, he's one of the best pitchers in the league. 
like 35, 36. So it might be towards the end of his career. He's still very effective, but you know, it's coming to an end. Uh, and yeah, he's just been great for a while now. And for him to finally get that, that, um, that championship, that it d- definitely means a lot. And, uh, nationals were a fun team. It's just crazy. What were they like? 11 and 1131 or something. They were so below 500 back in May. They had a, they had a 2% chance or something like that to, to make the playoffs or to win the world series. And then they just completely turned the season around. And then Juan Soto, he, he's, was he 20 years old? He turned 21, like during the playoffs. He's, he was spectacular. And that team just, they just came together at the right time. And, you know, it was a long, it was a long, long season. And they were able to, to turn things around and, and, and win the first championship in, in the city of DC. So hats off to them. Uh, we'll see where they go in the future, though. Uh, if Strasburg leaves or uh, Rendon leaves as well, uh, there's some potential changes coming here soon for them. Uh, so switching gears here, uh, talk about the NBA. Uh, so the Golden State Warriors, I, I think I had them as a as a six seed or something. They were, I thought they were still going to be good uh, with D'Angelo Russell, um, Curry, and then and then Draymond Green, and then just waiting until Clay comes back. But then, you know, they got off to a pretty rocky start. They, I think they won one game early on out of like six or seven. And then, you know, there was obviously some chemistry issues with D'Angelo and uh, Steph early on. Uh, and then Draymond was kind of getting injured. He was in and out of the lineup. But then Steph broke his hand. So then, yeah, he's out for – he. I mean, I think he's going to be out for the rest of the season, but he says he's going to be back in like four months or something, but I don't think so. And then D'Angelo Russell has been injured a lot, and then uh, Kevon Looney, he has some back issues. So now they have a couple um, two-way players, two-way contract players that are playing in their starting lineup. Draymond's out right now. D'Angelo's out. Steph's out. Clay's still out. Kevon Looney's still out. So this is a completely different team, but... That being said, they this team this team has heart though. They're they're just playing. They know they're overmatched every single game, but they're still giving maximum effort. Steve Kerr is just coaching these guys up, trying to get the most that he can out of these guys. And they're and I like I like the fight that I see in this team. You know, obviously they're not going to do anything this year. This year is just a wash. I think they should just shut it down. Should just shut Dre down, shut stuff down, just shut everybody down. And then uh, they're going to do what the '96 '97 Spurs basically did. Dave Robinson got injured early on. And then they were just bad the rest of the year. They got that number one pick, and then they drafted, uh, yeah, Tim Duncan. And then they they won more championships after that. And then they got Ginobili. Then they got Parker. And then they built around that. And then they still had um, Dave Robinson when Duncan was young. And then they won a few years after that. So I think if the Warriors do that, kind of have that same model. I mean, they didn't choose to, but you know, now given the circumstances, they can they can do that. And then they could get the first overall pick, and then they'd have. Which, I mean, I, I heard a report that if they did get the number one pick, they'd try to package that in with D'Angelo and trade it and trade it to the Bucks for uh, Giannis, which I, I don't think the Bucks would take that. I would not take that. Um, Giannis is already established, and he's he's having a better year than last year when he won the MVP. But the Warriors, I, I, don't, I don't think they're in that. Um, I don't think it would have fit for them to get, you know, some young 18-year-old guy or one-and-donner. Uh, to to play with that team that that's a veteran team you have Steph and Clay and Draymond you know they're they, they feel like they're probably running out of time so they I think they would try to trade that number one pick for an established 
all-star player that they can they can pair with those other guys. Uh, so we'll see. But you know, so far they're in line to get a top five pick for sure. And then uh, let's see, Carmelo Anthony is back in the league finally after almost uh, like a year and a half, I believe. Uh, he, he finally went to the Blazers. It, it was the most desperate move by the Blazers since signing uh, Hassan Whiteside. Uh, but they've been struggling early on. You know, they I think they have five or six wins right now. They've been getting blown out here and there. Uh, CJ McCollum has been has been struggling a lot. Um, and and Damon, he, he seems to kind of be have like he's carrying the entire load offensively. They can't get any stops defensively. Uh, one of their their young big men, uh, Zach Collins, was injured, so he's going to be out probably for the rest of the year. Uh, so we'll see. But uh, Melo's been back for like five six games. Last night, uh, they played in Chicago. Remember when Chicago was going to sign him, or he was thinking about going to Chicago. That obviously didn't end up happening. And then Portland was rumored to sign him uh, a couple years ago. Damien and CJ were were really lobbying for him hard and kind of recruiting him. But then he said he didn't want to go to Portland. The report was out that he did, he couldn't build his brand after being in New York. And then I mean, then going to Portland, smaller city. But then he ended up in Oklahoma City. So it was like, okay, well. I guess you you would rather be in Oklahoma City than Portland. I don't know, just weird. Uh, so yeah, the the Blazers obviously needed some help. Some they needed some help scoring uh, with CJ struggling and Damian. He, he was just doing all the scoring. Uh, so they signed Melo first game. Then he scored like eleven points. But last night in Chicago, uh, as I was saying, he dropped twenty five points. He looked really good. He was efficient. He was hitting hitting three point shots, driving the lane. Uh, he had a dunk even. Uh, turn turn back the clock a little bit. It was very productive. Uh, they blew out Chicago. Uh, I mean, even though it's a desperate move and I would not have signed him if I was a GM, it's still nice to see Carmelo Anthony back in the league. Uh, I just love the way he plays. He he could go inside. He could go outside. He could beat you any kind of way. He has great post moves. But you know, he's just kind of a he's kind of a relic of how the NBA used to be played. Demar Derozan plays a lot like that. He he doesn't shoot any threes. He's more, you know, around the perimeter shooting jump shots, and so is like Lamarcus Aldridge. But that's just kind of like the older way of uh, of playing. Um, now that you know a lot of players are just mostly shooting three pointers. But yeah, it's uh, it's good to see him back in the league. He has a non guaranteed contract, I believe. So they can, if it's past December, they can just cut him. Uh, but I think he'll he'll be on the on the roster for a while um, since they're struggling and they need that offensive help there. Uh, but yeah, so we'll see what happens there. Uh, it's probably his last year. I don't think anyone signs him after this, just given his age and and style of play. But we'll see. Uh, so I mean, like I said earlier, Giannis is having a better year than last year in terms of of numbers and MVP talk. Uh, but people haven't been talking about him as much for MVP. They've been talking about uh, Luca, the Dallas Mavericks. He's been amazing, by the way. And then James Harden. James Harden's been lighting it up. Uh, even LeBron. LeBron has, has looked very good. Uh, Lakers are, are top of the West right now. Uh, he's been playing every game, and he's been, he's been, he's been having a lot of triple doubles, and he's been, been playing very well. Uh, he's actually playing defense now this year, which is great. Uh, Anthony Davis has looked really good. I don't think Anthony Davis is in the – on the MVP conversation because LeBron, he's going to just cancel them out. So right now I think it's LeBron, Giannis, Harden, and Luka. I'd give the nod right now to LeBron 
just considering where the Lakers were last year and where they're at now and, and how effective he's been. And he's really affecting the game on both sides of the ball. He's playing defense. He's playing every game. And offensively, he's doing everything. He's distributing. He's scoring. He's doing everything for that team right now. And then Giannis obviously doing everything. Harden is lighting it up. The, the Rockets do look good right now. I think they have uh, three losses around the season right now. Uh, but he he looks really good. And, and I think Westbrook's still trying to fit in. Uh, but they're still playing a lot better than how the Rockets were playing last year. Uh, we'll see down the stretch when when the season gets a little longer. We'll see how they're able to respond in um, in, in critical moments if they're able to to kind of share and distribute a little better than they have right now. But uh, as far as I can see right now, they're they are an improved team, which I thought they would be. But I still don't think that they'll they'll go deep in the playoffs. Uh, Luca has been great for the Mavericks. I really hope the Mavericks make the playoffs um they're above 500 right now so we'll see how long that can last uh but you know the, uh, as far as NBA, nba mvp they always like the new story so if if the mavericks make the playoffs as like a three or four seed then luca will probably win the mvp uh harden harden might get overlooked unless he has another historic year then maybe they'll give it to him um Giannis, I don't think they'll give it to Giannis since even if he has better numbers. But just because he just won it last year and they had the best record in the league. And, yeah, so I don't think he'd get it again. LeBron, it's been a while since LeBron has won, won an MVP. And considering where they're at right now, if they finish like one or two seed in the West, uh, then I think they would give it to LeBron. So uh, right now my MVP is LeBron. Uh, but if the, if the Mavericks get two or three seed then i think luca gets it did you guys see this uh the report for the the potential nba changes they're talking about doing a mid-season tournament I, I i don't even know how that makes sense and then a potential play in play in playoff game so like the the second wild card added for for baseball where you have the you have that one wild card game and then if you you it's just like a pre-playoff game, and then you make it, then you're, you go the next round, and then you're in an actual series. Anyway, the NBA is trying to do that, and then they're gonna they're gonna reseed, so they're not gonna do seeds based off east or west. They would do they would do the sixteen seeds for their entire playoff picture, and then do it based off record of record for the complete league instead of east or west. So then you can have like two western conference teams playing in the finals you could have like the clippers and the lakers playing which would be crazy uh in the finals which i mean i've been advocating for this for a while but then now that they're talking about doing it, i'm just like uh oh, i don't know but i don't i don't want the changes uh but you know I, I think this is in response to uh early on there's the ratings aren't really good right now um and and the league i think the league thinks that it's because the league is so west heavy you know, you have all these stars. There was a lot of player movement in the offseason. A lot of stars went to the West. I mean, some players went to the East. You know, you had KD going to Brooklyn and then Kyrie going to Brooklyn. So Brooklyn is kind of elevated now, but KD is out for the year. So he's not going to play till next year. So uh, Brooklyn's not where they're going to be within the next couple of years right now. And the West, you know, the West is just stacked. You have the Lakers. I mean, when the Warriors were healthy, you had the Warriors. And then, I mean, you have the Rockets. 
Uh, yeah, the Clippers, yeah, there's just so many teams there. And then you yeah, have the Mavericks, there's a lot of teams there and a lot of eyes, but I think they they feel like the the East Coast fans, they're not staying up to watch these these West, these West Coast games because I mean they're they're going to be up till like midnight or something during the week. So they're not staying up to watch those. And then the East is kind of weak this year. The Celtics are playing well. The Sixers are going to be up there. Um, you have you have Giannis and the Bucks are playing well, but it's only a handful of teams, and like some of those aren't even real contenders. So, I mean, with the East week, it's not really balanced. So it's just West heavy. So you get all the viewership on the West, and then I think a lot of the injuries, especially the injuries to the Warriors and stuff. I mean, I think that has something to to do with it as well. Uh, so a lot of people aren't watching as much, and then I think because also the NFL has been great too. So, you know, I think after Christmas or during Christmas, you have a lot of viewership for the NBA. But then after Christmas, I think that's when that's when the NBA season really starts because right now it's still it's still really early. It's not even December yet. Um, so I mean, them talking about that, the playing, the playing tournament, the midseason tournament, whatever that that's just kind of like, what are you gonna even play that for? Isn't that just an exhibition game? You know, that's just, I, I know soccer does something similarly, but if you already have 82 games, you already have a long schedule. Why are you going to, you're going to take a little break in the middle and then just have like a little tournament. Like that just doesn't make any sense. Why would anyone want to play in that? And then if you get like a trophy for that, like what's the point of that trophy? If you're really playing for the, for the trophy at the end, like that just doesn't make sense. It's just like, can a, can a, a team win two titles during the year? One of them doesn't mean anything and one of them does. It doesn't make sense to me. And then they're talking about uh, cutting uh, the length of the schedule to seventy-eight games. You take four game, like four games. Like I don't, I don't know. If you're gonna cut the season, then you got to cut it to sixty-five or seventy. I think that's kind of the number. But just four games, I don't think that's enough to cut. Uh, but they're talking about implementing that uh, in the twenty twenty-two season. But I think if they do do that, they should do like a two-year trial period. Just to see how things go, like what they're doing with the the challenge flag that they're doing uh, this year, it's just a trial trial run for this, and then they'll kind of determine if they wanna if they wanna keep it or if the if the fans like it or if the the coaches like it, players like it, whatever. Um, so yeah, if they do do that, I think they should just do a little trial period. But um, I don't like I, I'm in favor of shortening the season, making some of the games. Uh, you know, more important because you know early on a lot of these games don't even matter. Like the season doesn't start till Christmas, I don't think. Uh, but everything else just kind of sounds weird. Uh, but we'll see what they decide, I guess. So the NFL has been really interesting this year. Uh, you have a lot of good teams. Uh, the Patriots are good, but I don't think they're gonna make it far this year. I, don't, I mean, I don't. I, you can't bet against them, obviously. But their offense has struggled so much, and Brady, he's still he's still productive, but his numbers aren't what they were last year or even a couple years ago. Uh, so, I mean, they, they, they've been having to adjust to that and then losing Antonio Brown and then letting Demarius Thomas go and then not having Gronk. They're kind of struggling there, and their run game is struggling, but their defense has been carrying them. So they still have one loss in the season, uh, but, you know, we'll see how they how they play down the stretch. Uh, 49ers are playing really well. They just dominated the Packers on Sunday night. Um, they have that one loss against Seattle. That Monday night game was great. Had a lot of I had a lot of memories of those NFC Championship games and those battles uh, with Harbaugh and Pete Carroll when they had Kaepernick and when Richard Sherman was uh, playing for Seattle. 
Uh, so that was a great game. Seattle's looking really good as well. Uh, Russell Wilson uh, is in the MVP conversation. Uh, Lamar Jackson and the Ravens are playing well. They're, they're going to play the 49ers next, so that's going to be good. Uh, but the Ravens just dominated the the Rams on Monday night. Lamar Jackson had five touchdowns. Uh, they look great, and the Rams just look they just look old. Even though they're not old, they just look old. That offense that Sean McVay was supposed to be a genius, their offense doesn't look good. Jared Goff looks terrible. Um, I know Todd Gurley isn't the same guy, uh, and they haven't made adjustments for that at all. Uh, and their defense just doesn't look good. They 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 got Jalen Ramsey now, but still hasn't been still hasn't been much of a difference maker. And they still have Aaron Donald. They still have great players, but they just haven't played well. And they got completely dominated last night. I think it was forty five to six. Um, so yeah, they're they're struggling. And then uh, the Chiefs are still good. Uh, you know they lost a couple games and struggling here and there uh, with the injury to Patrick Mahomes, but he he could still be considered. An MVP, he, he's still putting up good numbers. Um, so I would still put him in there as well. And then Lamar Jackson, I think, is kind of leading the race right now. Uh, but I would also put Russell Wilson. Um, then the Packers did look good before before the Sunday night loss. Uh, and their schedule kind of gets easier down the road. So they should finish 13-3, and three, maybe 12-4 and four around there. So they'll be, they'll be high. But... You know the the tough games that they had that they they had already lost. So um, yeah, I'm I'm not sure if they make a deep run this year. Uh, let's see who else do we have? Uh, the Texans are just mediocre still. That whole division still mediocre. I still think the the Colts are going to win that division. It should be the Texans, but I am just never sold on that team. I don't know what it is about them. Deshaun Watson is great. I get it. I don't, I don't, I just, I'm not, I'm not 100% sold on him. I know he's good, but people call him the Michael Jordan or saying how amazing he is. I just, I do not see it. I think I'd rather have Lamar Jackson than, than Deshaun Watson. Cause he, I mean, oh, they actually played. They, what was that? Um, was that Sunday? It wasn't a Sunday night game. It was a Sunday day game. But, uh, yeah, the Ravens just dominated the Texans and Deshaun Watson, did not look good at all. And I think he had under 200 yards. They had like 172 and an interception. Like he just didn't look good. Um, so, I mean, I, I just, I think Bill O'Brien has to go probably, you know, if they don't win the division, Bill O'Brien's gone. They'll have to make some changes. Uh, so yeah, I, I, I'm just not a believer in them. I think the Colts will probably win that division. Uh, Jacoby Prissett has been kind of hit and miss, but uh, I think things will finally kind of come together. Uh, their running game. They've had some injuries there. Uh, right now they have like a third string running back, Jonathan Williams, uh, taking some carries. So uh, the Saints have been really good too. Uh, they're actually they were my pick, right? It was the Saints and the and the Patriots. I had going to the Super Bowl and I had the Saints winning. Uh, so the Forty ers are playing the Ravens next uh, this coming Sunday, and then they play the Saints after that. So I think the Saints and the Forty ers that matchup is going to be really good because the, the Saints are just. I think they're the most complete team in football. Their defense could could hang in with some guys. It's not the best defense, but you know they can play. And then offensively, they have so many different weapons on offense. Michael Thomas might be the best receiver in the NFL, and no one's talking about him. He's having a great year. Alvin Kamara hasn't been as effective this year, but he's sharing some touches with Latavius Murray. So their their running game as a whole is very complete. And then even when Breeze was out, Teddy Bridgewater was producing, and they were still winning games. Um, and then now that Breeze is back, they're just they're complete. 
Uh, so they'll be playing the Falcons on Thanksgiving night, so that'll be good. Um, and yeah, I guess Breeze isn't considered for the MVP since you know he's been injured, and uh, but he hasn't won it before. I thought in the past he had a chance to win it. Uh, some Colin Kaepernick news. Uh, I'm just this is just such a dead horse that we just keep beating repeatedly. There was there was no talk about Colin Kaepernick this season, and I think maybe that um, this season being great had something to do with the Colin Kaepernick talk just being silenced for a while. You know, I agree with the stance he took, and I appreciate it. You know, but it it kind of it felt like it kind of just turned into a circus. You know, kind of divided people. I mean, obviously it was it was a divisive stance he took. You know, but you know, I appreciate what he was fighting for and all these all these things he was he was outspoken about. He he risked his career for it, and he hasn't been on a team since then. But then there w- there was also talk the Ravens were gonna sign him before Lamar Jackson, and then his girlfriend came out and shared a, a picture of um of Samuel Jackson and Leonardo DiCaprio in the picture uh, in the in the movie Django. Basically saying like, hey, you know, it 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 was meant as a derogatory statement. So they didn't end up signing him. And then the Broncos had interest, but then he didn't want he didn't want his uh, he didn't want to go there with an unguaranteed contract, which I understand. I understand. Um, so he hasn't been in the league, right? And then out of nowhere, the NFL says, hey, we're we're gonna set up this workout for Colin Kaepernick. And it's going to be on a Saturday during the NFL season, not not before when when uh, he can go on, he can play some preseason games and and people are actually evaluating their rosters. But no, we're going to do it in the middle of the season and schedule it on a Saturday, even though teams have to travel to play games on Sundays. So you're not going to see any any GMs or any head coaches or anything like that because all these players are all these teams are 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 traveling you know when they normally schedule these these tryouts and workouts and stuff they schedule them on tuesday when people are are there and they're prepping for the next week but you know they're able to try some people out throughout the week but not on saturday saturday you have people scouting you know some college games you have people traveling uh, for their sunday games and just prepping for the game still so the best time would be tuesday when they they normally do it anyway they so they set this workout up in Atlanta, and they're like, "Hey," but they didn't give they didn't give Colin any any information. They, he didn't know who he was working with. You know, usually they'll let you know what kind of receivers or what kind of things you're gonna do. There's there's a structure to it, and they're gonna let you know what coach is gonna be there, all of that kind of stuff, right? So they didn't apparently. This is reported. I'm just saying what was reported that uh, he didn't know. They didn't tell him who he was gonna work out with, who was gonna run it. There was no structure, nothing, and it just felt like it felt like this was forced by the NFL and then I, I was kind of thinking I'm like who I'm like why would the NFL do this why would they do this at this time they're not trying to get Colin signed they're trying to say hey we gave him a chance and hey it just didn't work out but hey you know we gave him a chance though we gave him a we gave him a workout we put we put it it was all it was against all odds though like he didn't have a chance to to really perform well since he didn't have any of this information ahead of time but hey, he had a chance, right? So then I got to thinking, I forgot that Jay-Z partnered with the NFL for their their social justice issues. 
or whatever. And uh, he got beat up for it. His image took a hit for it. Eric Reed came out, said some things about Jay-Z, Colin Kaepernick did, Colin Kaepernick's girlfriend did. Like a bunch of people, an activist came out and and just hated the move that Jay-Z made. I thought it was, I thought, I thought Jay-Z sold out. I still think Jay-Z sold out. Because it just seemed, it didn't seem necessary. He was saying, oh, we don't need to kneel. Now we need to see what we need to do next. It's like, yeah, but you, I mean, the NFL has obviously blackballed Colin Kaepernick and you're going to, you're going to sign with him now and, and work out this partnership. It just, it didn't seem right. And, but then I was like, okay, that's why they're doing this, this workout. I think Jay-Z had, had some influence on that. And apparently he did. So that's what that's what I saw another report that Jay Z had influence on it. But then even if he did have influence on it, he should have. I guess he he might not know that you know they should hey make sure that Colin knows everything and make sure to schedule on Tuesday. And it, this should have been done early on when that 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 partnership was decided, as opposed to right now in the middle of the season on a Saturday. So it's like okay, it's like Roger Goodell's like all right, Jay, we'll listen to you. You know, but we're gonna do it on we're gonna do it our way or whatever, and then it ended up, it ended up not working out. So then, then there was a report that uh, Joe Philbin he used to coach the the Miami Dolphins, and then uh, the famous Hugh Jackson, uh, coaching the Bengals, and then head coach of the the Browns, and then was with the Raiders for a while. I mean, he was with the Raiders before those two teams. Uh, anyway, he was gonna run it, and then out of nowhere, Colin Kaepernick. He decides to move, move the the workout from. It was going to be at the Atlanta Falcons practice facility. He decided to move it to a high school that was sixty miles away, on the other side of Atlanta. And there was a reported, what was it? It was like 25, 25 teams or something. Those those a good amount of of uh, representatives of the teams that were at the first workout. And then when he decided to move it last minute, only 12 ended up going, you know, following him on the other side, 60 miles away. And then all the other guys were like, hey, man, fuck this. You know, we already came out here. We're going to come see this workout, but then you're going to move it. And apparently, Colin Kaepernick said he decided to move it because he wanted to make sure that the media was available for questions and interviews and stuff like that, which the NFL had promised before, right? Uh, so then he said that they weren't allowing that. So then he decided to move it and have his own workout. And since he, and then after that, when he moved it, Hugh Jackson backed out and Joe Philbin backed out. Hugh Jackson said it, he felt like it was his obligation to the NFL since they said, hey, you know, you know, he's part of the NFL. So he decided, hey, I'm going to back out. I'm going I'm to take the side of the NFL, right? Um, so then there was some workout videos released. He looked good. He had a nice deep ball and stuff like that, but. It just seemed, it's, and then he he gave like a, a speech or whatever. The camera says, "Hey, I'm ready." Tell the NFL owners not be scared and all this stuff. Like, it just seemed kind of hokey and just it, it seemed like a circus, like a show. Like he doesn't actually want to play, you know? Because if he wanted to play, I feel like he would have just. I know it's gonna be it's gonna it's not gonna be in your favor. Everything's not gonna be in your favor, especially now with everything that you've been saying in the past and everything that happened, and just the storyline being about that. Of course, obviously they don't want to sign you, right? So if their workout's gonna be where the workout's gonna be, it's not gonna be in your favor. It's made not to be in your favor, 
you know? So you got just got to perform well and then get people talking about you, generate some buzz. And kind of actually, I know it sounds bad, but bow to the NFL. If you want a job in the NFL, you got to work with the NFL. It's like, all right, guys, like, yeah, this is shitty, but I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it anyway, and I'm going to excel. And people are going to talk about it and stuff like that and get it, generate some buzz. But then you move last minute, 60 miles away, and then you have this, this workout. And then you tell them not to be scared to sign me. I've been waiting for work or whatever. And you wear a Kunta Kente shirt, and it's just like... It's just a show, man. I don't think he wants to play. It just seemed, yeah, it was just a circus. It was just a mess of things. And then Jay-Z came out and said he, it was a shame that he that he did that because it just seemed like a publicity stunt, which it didn't. No one was talking about Colin Kaepernick all year long. Then he gets a chance to work out, and then he moves it, and it does. it's all this other stuff because he didn't like the way things were. What about all these, like, fringe players who get a tryout, and then they get cut, or then they get another try like? That's how that's the the life of the NFL. It's like not everything's gonna work in your favor, but you gotta make the best of the the offer that you have, the best of any situation that you're offered, right? And he didn't he didn't do that. You know, he moved it to another place. So I I blame everyone involved in this. The NFL, they're just trying to get they're just trying to save face in a situation and kind of uh, have a good relationship with Jay Z since they started that partnership. But then just kind of making it a, a bad situation for Colin Kaepernick. But then I also blame Colin Kaepernick for not just taking advantage of it and then, you know, performing at that, that first arrangement and then performing well and getting people to talk about you. But then, it, and then he made it more about, you know, himself and all this stuff and like them not, like, I get it. I get it. But I didn't think he needed to move it, you know? Just, I don't know. It, it seemed, it just seemed ridiculous, right? And then, Apparently, the NFL, when they first reached out to Colin Kaepernick, they said, hey, you only have two hours to decide if you want to do this or not. So, I mean, that's a problem, too. Like, you don't you do not do that to other players. They, they never did that to any other players. But in Colin Kaepernick's um, situation, like, you, you have to... You have to know that they're not gonna they're not gonna give you special treatment. They're gonna give you worse treatment probably because of everything that happened than any other player, right? So that's why they gave you the two hours. But still, so shame on the NFL for doing that. And I mean, shame on Colin Kaepernick too for moving it and just kind of making everybody move last minute and just making it seem like it's a stunt. But we'll see if he actually wants to play or not, or if any other teams have any interest. I don't think they do. Um, there was another report out, yeah, by I think by Adam Schefter that there's there's been zero interest in Colin Kaepernick after that um, after that workout. He looked good in the workout though, so I think it's more about what he was saying after in those interviews and 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 him moving and stuff. He just seemed kind of selfish when he was doing that. And I know he's a selfless guy because of the stance he took and and risking all that money he had and and risking his job, which he did. He didn't have any of that. And then now, I mean, he has an endorsement with Nike and stuff, but. Yeah, that that was a that was a tough decision, and I commend him for that. But then, I mean, it can still seem like it's selfish after moving in and all that stuff. It just seemed like a publicity stunt to me. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see. That'll be an interesting story to uh, to follow. I haven't heard anything new from it. College football has been pretty interesting this year. Uh, Tua Tagovailoa, uh, he got injured. He had a hip injury, so he's out for the rest of the season. Uh, Bama, I believe, is ranked fifth now. Uh, they lost. They had a showdown with LSU and Joe Burrow. Uh, they lost that game. That was a great game. That's probably the game of the year. 
but now LSU is ranked number one. I, I, I've been thinking LSU is the best team uh, in the country this year. They've had a great schedule, and they're still undefeated. Joe Burrow uh, might be the high, your Heisman winner this year. Uh, Ohio State's still undefeated. They've just been crushing the competition. They just beat Penn State. Um, so they'll probably finish undefeated. They'll definitely be in the playoff. Um, I think probably ranked number two will be LSU number one and then Ohio State number two. Clemson's undefeated. Um, they have a weak schedule, but they're still undefeated and they're defending champs, so they should be in the in the final four. Uh, they'll be number three. Number four is Georgia. Uh, but I don't think I don't think Georgia's going to stay number four. There'll be there should be some changes there. Um, I'm kind of lukewarm on that number four, uh, but we'll see. I, maybe if they get another loss, because uh, I think they still play Auburn, so Auburn can make some make a jump there. Uh, definitely not in the top four since they have two losses. Uh, Oregon just lost, so Oregon falls. I think Georgia's going to fall. I think for some reason I think Alabama's going to end up end up back in number four, but they're they're not going to get that championship game because LSU's going to play in that. Uh, Utah's number seven. They should move up with the Oregon loss. Uh, I don't think the committee's high on Utah. Uh, Penn State is at eight. They just lost, though, so they'll probably go down. Um, so I guess, yeah, we'll see. So number four, I'm expecting Alabama. For some reason, I just think they're going to get in there. Um, and then I guess if not Alabama, it, it will be Georgia uh, since Oregon's out, and then Utah's probably not going in. Penn State, they have two losses. Oklahoma can make a jump, too, but they're kind of – they're. They're going to be at six after this because they'll probably leapfrog Penn State and Oregon do those losses and maybe leapfrog Utah. So I would like to see Oklahoma still um, still make it, so I'm kind of rooting for that. But um, that's kind of a big jump to make because next in line is Alabama. So we'll see. Uh, but I think either way, I think it'll be LSU and maybe LSU and, and Ohio State in the championship. Uh, just just based on on how they've looked in their games and LSU's schedule and Ohio State have just has just looked completely dominant. Uh, Clemson hasn't looked that good, but they still have time to to get things really going to how they were before. Uh, so we'll see. But it's been a it's been a really exciting season. Uh, Pac-12 probably won't have anyone anyone going to the to the playoffs, so they're gonna be out of it again. So there's a lot of new new shows out. Uh, the streaming wars have started. Uh, Disney Plus has theirs, and Apple, Apple TV Plus, whatever it is. Um, and then you have HBO Max coming out next year, but HBO is still, still there, and the Netflix and all that other stuff. Uh, anyone HBO? I've been watching uh, last season of Silicon Valley. Uh, they're ending it now. Uh, it's still very funny and still good, but you know, it's kind of there's only so so much you can do with that storyline. And then now that um, I know his character's name is Ehrlich, I forget what his uh, T.J. Miller. T.J. Miller was out, kind of wasn't as funny. Um, so yeah, that that's ending. But uh, this last season has been really good, uh, really funny still. Um, so I'm gonna miss that show, and like I miss Veep as well. So um, hopefully HBO has some other comedies coming out soon. And then another show I've been watching is uh, Mrs. Fletcher uh, with Katherine Hahn. Uh, it's a mini series. It's, it's really funny. It's really weird though. You know, it's like uh, she's an empty nester. Her her asshole son, he's just a douchebag. He goes to college and he's just this ungrateful little fucker. Uh, and so she's 
you know, she's has an empty nest for the first time. She's divorced and she's trying to get back out there. Um, you know, trying to date and she's trying to experiment, experience new things. Uh, I think she has a porn addiction. <laughs> she watches a lot of that and does a lot of, a lot of weird things like that. Uh, it's, it's strange, but it's, um, I enjoy it. There's a lot of uncomfortable scenes, but you know, it's, it's kind of funny, but then, it, you know, it's just kind of about, about life, about older people when they have kids and, you know, their kids go off and like start their own like adult lives. And then they're kind of just, they're like, Hey, I've been, been taking care of this person for 18 years and now they're moving out and now I have the house to myself. Now I have all this time. I can, I can start doing different things that I've been wanting to do and kind of experiment with some different things. So, um, that aspect of it is pretty interesting. Uh, she's really good in it. Um, I'm, it's always good to see her uh, in a leading role because I, I just think she's hilarious. Um, so I, I always try to watch anything that she's in. But this is really good, so I, I really recommend uh, watching that. And then um, I saw, what's that show called? It's that new show on Apple TV+. Plus. Uh, uh, the Morning Show. Uh, Jennifer Aniston plays a, a morning a morning talk show host with Steve Carell. And then there's there's kind of a, there's a scandal uh, with Steve Carell, he's he's had some sexual relations with some employees, and he was married. So it's kind of like I th- I don't know if he's loosely based off of Matt Lauer, but it seems like he's loosely based off of Matt Lauer because it, it just because you know they have a they had a he had a successful morning show and he had a um, he had a, a a female co-host just like in the show, and then he has a scandal where he's he has sexual relations with employees. Well, he's also married, and then it's just a huge scandal, and then they kind of replace him. So that's exactly what happens in the show. So I'm like, is this loosely based off that? But it just kind of kind of highlights all these issues that we're having with the Me Too movement uh, in workplace environments. Uh, so it's it's been good. And then Reese Witherspoon is also in it. So she, I like her character because she's kind of she's kind of aggressive and intense. She gets in some some uh, some heated arguments there. Uh, but with the free trial, I think you can watch like the first three or four episodes. So I watched the first ones, uh, and then now it's telling me I have to get a subscription. So hopefully I'll be getting a subscription soon, and then now I'll uh, be able to check out the rest of that show. Uh, but it, that one's really good, too. It, it's it's funny. So I recommend that. And uh, Mrs. Fletcher. And if you haven't watched Silicon Valley yet, uh, this last season, it's the last season, so I guess you can get started on it now and then um, finish that out. But it's uh, five seasons. I think this is the fifth season, but that's really good. Uh, but yeah, that's uh, this episode. Uh, so thanks for joining me. Uh, hopefully, I'll, I'll get into a schedule again since you know I'm moving in this new place and uh, got to get back in the rhythm of things and the flow of everything. Uh, so, so yeah. So you can uh, you can listen on. I'm here on Spotify. Um, I think on Stitcher and Libsyn and. Uh, launch pad and yeah you can find me you know share my podcast subscribe tell other people about it uh yeah thanks for joining and i'll try to you know get some more episodes out just more uh, a consistent schedule uh, so thank you appreciate it